This is an RNZ podcast. It's all quiet on the, on the front at the moment at Parliament, but this is going to be a crazy week um, in politics. It's an extraordinary development and it's only just the beginning of the sitting week, as I said. That was RNZ's Annika Smith outside Parliament just after 8 o'clock on RNZ's morning report last Monday. And it did indeed turn out to be an intense week in the political beltway after Cabinet Minister Kitty Allen's car crash the night before and her arrest and then her resignation later on Monday morning. Now, other pundits and commentators were quick to claim that the effect of this news would be felt far beyond this past week in politics, though others weren't quite so sure, as we'll hear. But in the breakdown of how things unfolded that night, the Capitol's Daily The Post said that word of Allen's arrest had spread on Sunday night. And according to The Post, people flocked to an otherwise quiet Wellington Central Police Station. They said reporters saw someone who looked like Kitty Allen arrive at about 10.45, but... The Post said it was difficult to 100% confirm it was the minister in the back of the police car. Leaving open the possibility that confirmation could be less than 100% of certainty. Now probably that was just the result of reporting in haste and the lag in getting a response from the Prime Minister's office would have been frustrating. The Post said it had contacted the PM's Chief Press Secretary Andrew Campbell soon after the reports of the crash last Sunday and then asked for comment at around 11pm, but it wasn't till a quarter to seven on Monday morning that listeners heard this on Morning Report. Uh, now, we have news just in this morning. The Justice Minister, Kitty Allen, was taken into police custody last night after a car crash in Wellington and is now assisting with inquiries. Now, that was followed by a statement from the PM's office after seven, rushed to air on TVNZ's breakfast show like this. That email has just come through, so I'm going to read it from my phone now. And from the Prime Minister's office, we've had it confirmed that last night, Kitty Allen was charged with reckless driving and resisting arrest. She also returned a breath test over the legal limit, but at a level considered an infringement offence. But police have not pressed charges in relation to that. And soon after that, on News Talk ZB, Mike Hosking broke the news to his listeners this way. And from our Who Would Want to Be Chris Hipkins file, Kerry Allen was taken into police custody last night after being involved in a car crash and the car struck a parked car. This is Evans Bay Parade in Roseneath in the capital. Prime Minister's office repeatedly refused to answer questions or confirm if Allen had been involved or was in police custody. They'll have to say something about that and it does raise the question as to whether Kerry Allen should ever have been back at the office last week. And that was a question raised by many in the media later on, though if not in the same breath as actually breaking the news as Mike Hosking did there. And when the Prime Minister's statement came in soon after, Mike Hosking was banging the ZB breaking news bell. I have an update for you on Kerry Allen. This is News Talk ZB Breaking News. She's gone. Uh, shortly after 9 pm last night, Kerry Allen was involved in a car crash on Evans Bay Parade, Wellington. She's taken into custody. This is from the Prime Minister. While her alleged actions are inexcusable, I've been advised she was experiencing extreme emotional distress at the time of the incident. Her recent personal struggles with mental health have been well documented. It appears some of those issues came to a head yesterday. I've spoken with her first thing this morning and advised her I do not believe she's in a fit state to hold a ministerial warrant. I believe it's also untenable for a justice minister to be charged with criminal offending. And so did Kitty Allen herself in our own statement soon after, confirming her resignation. And that prompted the next host on ZB that morning at nine, Kerry Woodham, 
to make light of it. Won't suddenly disappear, resign, be dragged off. 0800 80 10 80 is the number to call. And now I've tempted fate. Probably have a cardiac infarction and be carried out on a stretcher. 0800 80 10 At this stage, it still wasn't entirely clear what had happened on Wellington's waterfront. And the charges were later said to be careless and not reckless driving and refusing to accompany officers at the scene rather than the much more serious resisting arrest. And after the Prime Minister's press conference in the afternoon, ZB's veteran political correspondent Barry Soper hinted that he wasn't sure that he was getting the truth. To a question over whether Kiri Allen attempted to walk away from the police last night, Hipkins was quite cagey. I'm, I'm kind of cautious. I've, I went through a, you know, a bit of this this morning and I am aware that now we're moving into that phase where police will be you know, doing their investigations, they'll be making decisions about prosecutions and so on, and I don't want to get in the middle of that, so I don't want to continue to add to that. So I'll be dialling back my comments in that space because it is a, an active matter for the police. I certainly can't say for certain what happened last night. So she did try and walk away. And that wasn't the only conclusion Barry Soper was drawing from the Prime Minister's version of events when he spoke to his ZB colleague and partner, drive host Heather Duplessy-Ellen, that same afternoon, where he hinted that confusion had been created deliberately. Uh, whether the police, Hipkin uh, says that that was what he was told by uh, Kerry Allen this morning. Well, if he was told it by Kerry Allen, she's a lawyer she must have been told that's what she's being charged with. Well, it's been downgraded. Yeah, that's the police probably actually do have to answer questions about that. Perhaps she is not giving him all the information, the accurate oh, information he needs. I think he's probably got the information that she wants to impart to him. And all that prompted Heather Duplessy-Ellen on News Talk ZB to say this. Because this has just set a new low in terms of bad behaviour from a cabinet minister, hasn't it? I mean, as far as we can tell, there has never been a cabinet minister arrested by police before. But while Heather Duplessy-Ellen said she felt sorry for the Prime Minister, being let down by a minister yet again, Barry Soper and Mike Hosking on ZB blamed Chris Hipkins for allowing Kitty Allen back to work and also Jacinda Ardern for leaving what they called time bombs behind her in Cabinet when she quit. Now also weighing in on where the buck should stop was Stuff's new chief political correspondent, Tova O'Brien, who told Stuff's daily podcast Newsable that the misfiring ministers were piling up. Anything that besets the the cabinet, his ministers, the party, it does land back on the feet of the prime minister. But the overwhelming sentiment that I've heard people express about the prime minister is actually pity. Mm. These are seen as things that are outside of his control. Even though people aren't necessarily blaming Chris Hipkins, he is the one who will be punished and the Labour Party will be punished. And the question now is how much of an impact will this have? And plenty, according to Tova O'Brien, the same day in print. Pity doesn't win elections, she wrote, and... The best Hipkins could hope for is that pity provides a pathway for him to retain power of the party. The headline on that article was, The Kitty Allen saga means the result of the election may have been sealed. And it was one of many that were rushed into print about what all this would mean for the election in October. On the TVNZ1 News site, an analysis piece by TVNZ's Felix Demarai put it as a question. Did Labour just lose the election? In an article which included this. Some might say the wheels are falling off, but perhaps it's just a pop tyre and a few dents. But undeniably, nobody's getting far on three wheels. But how many wheels would have to have fallen off to leave three still on? The same day, Newsroom's Joe Moyer had this take. 
Being charged with criminal offending while the Minister of Justice is not something that will ever be wiped from public memory. While her newsroom colleague Jonathan Milne said this. The charges against Allen may be a final nail for the Labour government. And for the Herald, Audrey Young wrote this. It will be miraculous if Hipkins can rescue his government from this quagmire. The Allen car crash may prove to be the tipping point for Labour's own electoral crash. And words to that effect also made up the headline on the front page of the Otago Daily Times on Tuesday. Now while he was digesting the developments and broadcasting them as they were still happening on the Monday, RNZ's Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch said this on Morning Report. Yes, still early days, not entirely clear where the story will go, but you do not need to be a political analyst to know this isn't good news for Labour, yet another concerning headline regarding a minister. Indeed, but RNZ had political analysts on the phone within an hour, among them the media-friendly Dr Bryce Edwards, who said this. The odds of Labour being re-elected have just you know, plummeted really today, and I think we may look back at this being a turning point where a lot of swing voters who were considering voting Labour will now go, nah, it's a shambles. And also on board for that turning point, former MP turned pundit Tohenare. Look, look, a week ago I was still under the belief that it would be very, very close. In fact, I was calling a hung parliament. This week, um, I don't think so. And in the very next bulletin, those pundits reading the minds of voters next October led RNZ's news like this. Bryce Edwards says there will be questions for the Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins. For a government that's fighting on law and order to have their justice minister, yet another one go, just going to be symbolic, I think, for a lot of voters. Māori political commentator Tho Henare says the move would have been for the greater good of the election. Meanwhile, over on ZB, Mike Hosking had made up his mind too. Are you more or slightly more reassured by my prediction that this is going to be little short of a landslide come October 14. And ZB's drive host Heather Duplessy-Allen was in full agreement even before Kitty Allen's car crash, judging by these trailers running that same day. I think National and Act is going to win this election. And I also think it's not going to be close. I'm not saying it's going to be a landslide like the 2020 COVID election, but I think that they will have a clear victory on the night. You are not going to walk away from election night wondering who could possibly stitch a coalition. It's going to be a clear victory for the right. And according to ZB's Barry Soper that same day, the crash also made it a foregone conclusion. Can Labour come back from this? Uh, No, they can't. I think um, really it's done and dusted for Labour now. So many political pundits with suddenly formed opinions about how millions of citizens will vote in three months' time. But just minutes later, RNZ's deputy political editor Craig McCulloch was back on air on Checkpoint saying this. Despite all of Labour's problems, there has not been that breakaway for the centre-right. So no one can tell you yet whether this might be a turning point, whether this could be that breakaway moment. Um, It's not all over over for Labour yet. It is really all over in an MNP election. Uh, So nobody should be counting their chickens just yet. But as we've heard, one of the media's first responses was to invite pundits to give a full inventory of poultry. And while what pundit Josie Pagani called a conga line of cabinet ministers falling down lately has been not a good look, on the Herald's front page podcast on Tuesday, the Herald's deputy political editor Thomas Coughlin said, in fact, all this may make no difference at all at election time. Labour's polling doesn't appear to have a direct relationship to these ministerial kind of issues. People are clearly a bit disaffected with the Labour government. 
And we can see that because most polls right track, wrong track metric shows that vast numbers of New Zealand think the country is on the wrong track. Those voters are not swinging towards national, potentially, because they do not like what national has got on offer. And that does suggest that there is a certain amount of frustrated forgiveness of the Labour Party among the electorate. And I think it's something that National and Christopher Larkson will be asking it themselves. So whether that frustrated forgiveness trumps a cabinet in chaos with voters in three months' time or not, other more pressing issues didn't get as much scrutiny. For example, did David Parker's refusal to re-up on the revenue portfolio point to a more significant rift within Labour? And what about those in Tairawhiti and Hawke's Bay who were suddenly stripped of all local ministers who were supposed to be guiding the recovery from Cyclone Gabriel for the government? But 24 hours after breaking the news of Kitty Allen's car crash and kicking off all that pre-election guesswork, Morning Report then began with another pundit being asked the same question all over again. This uh, is being described as a a turning point for the election by some people. Is that what you think as well? Oh, so we have to wait and see. But yes, very, very likely with the benefit of hindsight later, we may very well say that it was. Now, as a side issue, pressure on senior politicians and attitudes to mental health in high-pressure political roles was also raised. Hayden Donnell took a look at that in this week's Midweek Media Watch last Wednesday night here on RNZ National. And they also talked about pushback from the media against complaints of breathless and overly intense coverage of that grim Lauren Dickerson trial in Christchurch. If you missed it, Midweek Media Watch is available on the Media Watch page of the RNZ website, our section of the RNZ app, or you'll find it for free wherever you get your podcasts.